0: Sport is our religion. And here is Smithy's sermon. And he will be back next week. Until then, Australians. Let's have the conversation about Australians. I couldn't help but notice since I've stuck my head out from under the racing rock over the last day or two, a couple of major Australian sporting stories highlighting the best and worst about the way they operate. And maybe if they wanted to look closely at it themselves, they could find a clue to finally unlock their much desired global sporting domination. When Justin Langer resigned as head coach of the Australian men's cricket team early last year after a long period of back and forth and unease at his intense and confrontational style of man management, Pat Cummins and the senior players who were brave and emotionally intelligent enough to get this, know what was best for them, were undermined and gaslighted so badly by a host of legends of Australian cricket, it became embarrassing for everyone watching from afar. Heroes of the sport, the likes of Mark Waugh, Adam Gilchrist, Ricky Ponting, Steve Waugh, Matthew Hayden, all took turns bashing Cricket Australia for the way they treated Langer, in the process leaving no nuance or benefit of the doubt to Pat Cummins and his men resulting in one of the cringiest generational divides we had in sport. Pat Cummins was labelled woke. His stance on climate change was somehow twisted to be proof that he was weak and his values as someone who cares for people and the planet used against him. Since that time, all they've done, when it counts, is win. The World Test Championship, ashes away from home, and World Cup in the face of 130,000 Indian fans is one of the most incredible calendar years in the cricketing history. Andrew McDonald, Langer's successor, has quietly gone about his business as a methodical, calm, high IQ modern coach, and his captain, Pat, has subsequently joined a few on that previous list as a captaincy great of Australian cricket. Meanwhile, across town, Rugby Australia HQ is flaming like a eucalyptus tree in a bushfire, and I wonder why. Could it be because they empowered men with egos bigger than Uluru? Could it be the fact their now ex-chairman found it humorous to do his bidding in the media and undermine his stakeholders over and over again? Or could it be because the coach he hired found it funny to gaslight the media and current greats of the game whilst having no actual plan or theory on how they could compete here and now. Australia is a beautiful place with so many beautiful people. But if they can't wake up to see the rah-rah caricature of an Australian is not what modern sport calls for now, they never will. I can't recall a more obvious fork in the Great Ocean Road moment for Australian sport. Their chance for all they ever wanted is here. And that is without even mentioning Ange Postacoglu.